it's the proudest day and the proudest time and the a seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 18. Connor, it's that time of the week again. Certainly is, Kevin. Doesn't be long coming around. That's for sure. And I think we're in post Donegal Rally Blues at the minute. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's just a, a difficult week this week. Uh, but, you know, on the positive side of it, we speak to the historic winners, Michael McBade and Declan Casey from the weekend. We also catch up with second place finisher is Duncan Williams and Guy Weaver. Um, they had a strong run and good points there for them in the championships, so looking good there. Uh, last week we spoke to Jason Conan, uh, the, the, the social media influencer who's looking forward to taking part. And we thought it'd be nice to just to catch up with him and kind of get his reaction to the event. And then finally, uh, finally in Donegal News, uh, we spoke to Josh Harris. Um, that's a fantastic story. I think you really will enjoy that one. And then finally, finally, also on last week, um, was a round of the ERC. Like um, Josh McLean, you know, every week or every few weeks we keep saying, like, he's had a fantastic run. This is absolutely amazing what he's doing. And every time he comes back out again, he defies us and goes one better again. Um, you know, uh, but more of that later in the way. But Connor, Donegal last weekend. Hopefully we'll have more to talk about uh, next week. We'll, you know, be hopefully talk to some of the top crews. But what an event once again. That was a great event. Enjoyed it. Uh, absolutely loved it. Went ran smoothly. A couple of delays here and there. Not too badly affected by the weather. And just some cracking battles throughout the field. It was, you know, really was. It was a fantastic rally now to go and spectate on. I feel it really was this year. I know I'm, I'm biased. I like, have to put my hat on and say that. But, uh, you know, it, it was epic. You know, what can we say? Callum Devine just wasn't not going to let that one get away from him. He, like, once he got on the groove after the, the first loop on Friday, he Josh had already put up a wee bit of a leap. You know, Callum started chipping away at it, and, and then Saturday morning, if just a few seconds behind, come Saturday morning, he wasn't he wasn't finishing second. He was out there to one, and like you know, Matt Edwards as well too. Matt, you know, had an issue in the very first stage, and could have put his head down and you know huffed, but no, uh, he stuck at it. Josh coming back, you know, defending his crown, done superbly, like, but still, you know, he was within striking distance of Callum, then unfortunately he slid off the road on Sunday afternoon, but like, in treacherous conditions, you know, it was, somebody was going to blink and unfortunately it was Josh, it was just, and that's only the top three, like, you know, the rest of the top ten, the, the, the modifieds, every class, it was just outstanding. Ah, oh, listen, it was just incredible, I felt, felt a little bit robbed, um, 
by um Matt Edwards' difficulties with the diff on Friday. You know, it but by God, he did not give up and he brought that car back, you know, and 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 really did claw in some times. And like when you look at Nakala, what nine nine point six seconds ahead of the rest on Nakala mm-hmm. and in mixed conditions, damp roads, all the rest of it, like and he wouldn't be that familiar with this stage, just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, we keep hearing, you know, oh Donegal, you have to go a few times to get to know the roads, you know. Like Matt Edwards and Dave Monaghan has defied that logic. It really has. You know, and that should be like a you know, a, a welcoming card for Holler Cruz to make the journey as well, too, because, you know, that old adage of it, you know, he did so many times to do the, the classic stages, that just blew blew that out of the way, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, absolutely did. And again, even on Friday, new stages um, didn't really shake the field up that much, you know, mm-hmm. so again, that, that whole piece where oh, the local knowledge, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it just goes to prove that that the guys do it and do it competitively. It's not based on how well they know those stages. No, no, like the cream always rises to the top, you know, and that goes again, not just overall, but right throughout the thing, you know, like the modifieds, everything to get was, you know, everybody says, oh, the, the stages on Friday won't suit uh, Kevin uh, Gallagher and uh, the Darren, who was leading the modified after day one, you know, so <laughs> you can't keep a good man down, that's what I always say. Um, and like the historics got, uh, they started Saturday morning and then they were Saturday into Sunday. Yeah, yeah they were effectively a few, you know, beyond anybody's control, there were a few blockages in the stage and they lost a few stages. But the, you know, it was a game, a fantastic battle. Unfortunately, we lost Tommy Connell and Marty McCormick quite early on. But the other guys there, like, had a fantastic battle on. And great to see, like, Michael McDade and Declan Casey take the one. Like, Declan has put so much into historic rally on over the last couple of years. Uh, he's one of the guys that's been helping to really raise the profile and all. But anyway, no point in me telling you all about it. I'll catch up with the, the guys here now. And first of all, I started out by asking Michael, was how good did it feel to get the one? Absolutely delighted. It was, uh, I suppose, one of them days of a mixed bag of stuff because the first day we um, the part, the, the lead coming out of the spark plug, you know, the plug lead, mm-hmm. it popped up. So over the jump, you know, the, the, the square left into the jump at Nagala, where it throws the whole cars off. Glenvar. Oh, what do you call it? Glenvar. Apologies. Yeah. I shouldn't know that at this stage. Um, <laughs> the the car got all fluffy and went off a cylinder, so we were very badly down in Paris. We lost with 40 seconds at the end of that stage, by the end of it. Um, I thought the rally was over. We were just going back in, probably thinking, right, this is it. With, something's wrong with the engine. But then when we rang, uh, we got a phone call to say, try the leads. So at the end of the stage, you know, we lifted the bonnet. There was the, the, the lead sitting up. We popped her back in and, hey, she was back and going again. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> so then we got back into service and we got going again. So we had a really good run then the second half. Saturday, second half Saturday, we put in a good times day. And then we we had a good enough lead. It was unfortunate, I suppose, that some of the the boys were out, like Barney and, and uh, Adrian, because mm-hmm. uh, they were they would have been the men to obviously test to see where you're at, like. Be fair to Duncan, like Duncan really pushed us to the end, like, and he set a really good time at the last stage, like. So we were going into the last stage as your head's fried because you're thinking, okay, I have thirty seconds, but I'm not sure what to do. You know, you still have to drive the stage, like. Yeah. And you see the slippy stuff in the vast, you know, the last third was very slippy under trees, and you're you're being apprehensive, like, and just think, God, I just need to get home. <laughs> it's one of them. Uh, you can so easily do something silly, but you have to just keep your head about you. Aye, yeah, it's trying to keep that. The level of you know just mm-hmm. and do what you normally do because we found before if you try to take it easier the mistakes happen quicker 
mm-hmm. you know. So no, we finished. We were happy enough. And to be fair, there's great crack all day. You know that like Declan says this all the time. The Starks are a great group of bunch of lads. Like sure. you know, everyone's wishing each other well and more well wishes and shaking hands and it's great to see it. Um, and nobody's you know everybody is obviously looking out for you. You know, and they're wishing you well and. I think that's great. It's great. It's great to be there. For sure, for sure. And Declan, me and you have spoke before. You know, like Donegal has been the rally you've been going to for t- over twenty years now at this stage. Like yep. to finally stand on that ramp with that bottle of champagne in your hand, it is like dreams come true stuff for you. Yeah, very much so, Kevin. Um, I've been going to the Donegal rally since my leaving thirty year of nineteen ninety four. Uh, haven't missed one unless it was cancelled otherwise. Um, same. Same B and B, same breakfast, same host host lady, Celine, all the time. <laughs> um and I have a good buddy with me who's been there all along the journey, Huey Sheehan in Kilcorney. And Huey was there on the ramp uh Sunday evening when we came in and it, it was a really special moment to be fair. Um long time coming. Um myself and Michael have getting some good results in the last couple of years. And um it was fantastic to get it over the line in the finish. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like Duncan, from your point of view, like you know, you've been a strong supporter of the historic Irish Championship now for the last couple of years. Like to see another winner, you know, as much as you would like to win yourself, to see a new name in the, the role of honour, it speaks volumes for the championship how competitive it is. It does, it does. And, and I was I was delighted that uh, both Michael and Declan got that win because I mean, as you just said, Declan has been going to Donegal for many years, and he, he thoroughly deserves that uh, that win, you know, from his side of the seat. But uh, I mean, Michael's very, very fast. Um, we know that. We we uh, we've been up against Mike um, in the past in on on the, on the Irish rounds. Uh, they both come over to the um, to the UK for the policy rallies, and they. Uh, they, uh, they they can show what they can do on the gravel as well. I think it's, it's quite odd the fact that we're going from the UK to Ireland on the ferry, That's and they're going from from Ireland to the UK on on the similar ferry in the opposite direction. It's quite funny, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you hear the ships that pass in the night a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe there's a, a ferry deal there to come from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely would help. Yeah, that's uh, true. the cost of ferries is crazy, isn't it? Really, you know, when you're doing a few events, and yeah, like you know, you've been competing for oh, I don't know, we'll not even say how many years. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> does Donegal still hold a very special place for you, too? Like, a two day, you know, uh, you know, iconic stages, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like, I like the challenge of the longer, bigger event combined with the recce get a good bit of teamwork doing you know do a proper good bit of homework on the event and learn about the rally you know the town you're there longer as well you know when we come over um we come over sort of um on the wednesday so you know you're away from home sort of six days you know to come and do the rally you are and uh, it's just yeah Donegal's a real good challenge. The stages are tough and uh, and fast in places, very very fast. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, this year in particular, you know, the Saturday, the Sunday, like the weather conditions were so changeable. Like that, that's really teamwork comes into that there. Like it's trying to pick the right tires, and then if you're on on the wrong tires, you have to be able to communicate with your driver. You know, like 
don't be doing anything silly here, you know, hold them back when they need to be and push them on when they need to be as well. Yes, yes. We had lots of issues with the weather. We kept looking at the, the weather app and the weather app kept saying rain. It did. And uh, like Michael think, and Declan... I think one Declan, way on uh, I think Declan uh, hacked our phones. We had a different weather forecast to everybody else. Yeah. Because Michael and Declan went one way. They went like on a dry setup up with the dry tyres and they'd have been caught out if it rained. And we went like with the wet tyres. As per the rain, it was supposed to pour down. Mm-hmm. But nothing came. And, uh, yeah, we got a bit caught out with that. We yeah. did, but hey <laughs> To be, to be fair, yeah. I think I think most of Saturday, the the time difference is, is taken by being on the wrong bloody tyres on our part. You know, that's because yeah. when you when you look at all the other stage times, it's, it's all very very close. On yeah. on, the, when we're on the same time. Yeah, to within a second or so. Yeah. 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 I blame Guy. <laughs> Thank you. And then Sunday. <laughs> and then Sunday, I think he spent more time changing tyres than doing stages. He did. <laughs> When they changed the tyres onto the correct tyres, the stage got cancelled. <laughs> we were the only ones there with the wet tyres. Yeah, we cancelled the stage. Yeah. We were very upset about that guy. Yes. That was a get out of jail for us. For sure. But Michael, from like, your point of view, like, whenever you know you were on the same tyres, to be matching guys like Duncan there, like to you know to the second, that you know. You said before that you nearly preferred gravel to the tarmac. To be at that level, that has to please you. Yeah, uh, uh, you, when you're at the gravel, it's really, you love it. But then you don't realise when you go back to the tar how fast the tar is. It's just unreal, especially Donegal. The stages are, I mean, flat out stuff at the back of the gala. It's, it's actually hairy stuff, you know, and it, the talk of it is you have to grow a set sometimes <laughs> by that back straight sling. <laughs> but it's mad the difference like because gravel you know you're in two second third year very rarely you're in fourth like but there's a lot of times there where you're you're flat out in, in your fifth year and you're watching believe it or not you're flat out but you're watching the clock because you know paul chair was telling you hey don't you be going above nine thousand revs for too long because the oil and um, the oil pump doesn't like it uh-huh. it's not strong enough and it'll damage your engine long term like uh-huh. We only wrote ours to 7,000, just to be saying. Uh, here we are, right? <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Probably my fault again as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The water bottle is under the accelerator, I'd say, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Declan, you know, we, you know, we keep talking about this Irish, Irish Historic Championship. It keeps going from strength to strength. Like this year, like every event that's been starting 25 plus, um, it says volumes for Irish Rally at the moment. Yeah, it's, it seems to be getting stronger. Um, we are um, we had Marion Evans, I think, won in Galway. And mm-hmm. then uh, the guys here, Duncan and Guy, won in West Cork and Killarney. Uh, Trevor Wilson won in the Circuit of Ireland and Michael won in Donegal. Mm-hmm. So like that's that's fantastic straight away. There's nobody there's nobody win them all, do you know? Mm-hmm. And then for next year, I was talking to a few lads coming down the car today because I had plenty of time. <laughs> um, there's a lot of Welsh crews, a lot of Welsh crews are, are planning already uh for next year. Mm-hmm. Um lots of new cars being built and uh, lots of plans being made to uh, get across to us. Um, we were being held back a little bit by the 25 rule 
but uh, Kevin O'Riordan, the COC in Cork, 20, um, he's after negotiating that we can use any excess spaces that are left up by the juniors. So we can, in theory, have up 35 or 40 based on recent junior numbers. Um, and of course, in the Cork 20 now, we also have the, the new development that we're actually going to run first on the road. So we're hoping that might encourage a few more people to come out because when you're running at the back, you do lose a lot of stages. And like we saw in the last couple of days, we lost two on Saturday and we lost three yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we lost five out of 12. Was it 12? 14? 14. 14. We lost five out of 14, like you're mm-hmm. talking a third of the rally. Yeah. I so, threw no fault of the, of the organisers. Oh, no, just, absolutely yeah, not. Just, no, but, like, just pure bad luck. No, yeah, but so, it, uh-huh. if we were running at the front mm-hmm. for the last two days, we would have got 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that'll make a big difference to the to the fella that's going to put his money on the table and enter the rally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get more buying for your buck as such. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Duncan, like, you know, that running first on the road too, that makes it even more appealing for yourself to, to, to make the journey over. It does. I mean, coming all all the way over to the to Ireland, it's um, you're making that um, commitment to travel, and we want to do as many stages as we can. We want to do the full rally in every stage, you know, from stage one to the last stage of the of the event. We don't want to start at stage six or stage seven. Mm-hmm. We we we'd rather do while we're there. You know, we've 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 come across on the ferry. We want to do all the stages. We don't mind paying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the full whack, you know. It's um, we don't want to come back next week and do another three. We want to do the last. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. because it's a great day. We don't want to miss out. Can I just come in there for a second? Yeah. Uh, Kevin has also said that in the Cork Twenty, we're not going to be treated as historics as such. So the twenty-five rule does not even apply to this rally. He's going to put us in as main field competitors. So. We can we could have a hundred and hundred and thirty hysterics if you want. <laughs> but <be> interesting. <laughs> there's no there's no limit to the historic entries. So if anyone is in, is interested, I would be telling them drive on. Yeah. You're fairly you're fairly sure to get an entry, you know. Sorry, can I ask why is the rule twenty five? We'll have to ask Motorsport Ireland about that. Is that insurance or something, is it? I can't I can't answer that. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. I know I had a kind of 50 between the juniors and the historics, isn't it? And it was kind of split mm. down, I think it was the idea. But yeah. I think it's because they're addendums, basically. They work on a natural wastage from the 160 down, and they work on losing so many cars and then top them up. Because if you look at like a um, a two-day rally or even a three-day rally, the juniors come in at a different point when more have dropped out. So as you're always keeping the amount going. And I think... The 25 has just been a number that's just been arrived at that fits that criteria. Somebody must have done some research many moons ago as to what numbers drop out. It was probably it was probably back when 25 was a lot for historic numbers, you know, whereas yes. recently mm-hmm. we've been reaching it and going over it yeah. and starting to have reserve entry lists for historics, which is very uncommon. For sure, for sure. But that's fantastic to see. And like, you know, yeah, like, you know, you're talking about like, you know, 20, you know, 20, 25, could be up to 30 in events. Like that must be, that's come back to, you know, to being a rally all of its own. That is like 
going there and not been having just two, three competitors to compete against, that's there's maybe 10, 15 guys there that's all going hoping to one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the more you've got, as Michael said earlier, the more you've got, you know, people to compete against, to test yourself against, and the quality of the entry, and this, that, and the other. That's what we want, really, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and uh, it'll bring the spectators out. There's no two ways about it. There's plenty of, you know, the historics are very, very quick. Mm-hmm. They are. You know, when you look at when the uh, when you get reseeded, if you if the event chooses to do that, where you're running, and you're running, you know, where you're running in the main field and that, um, you know, they're good times, and uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but definitely it, running at the front will um, hopefully bring a few more out. Yeah, I can think the times the guys are setting and they, like, they're up there with the class 13 guys and nipping at the heels of the class 14 guys and the tyres and everything else, it's not to the same level. Yeah, and well, the brakes as well. Yeah, yeah more <laughs> yeah. importantly, yeah. It's <laughs> all right going fast, but you've got to stop sometime. <laughs> you have, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, there's some good historic, you know, pilots about. The cars are reliable. The formula's sort of set in time. And, uh, yeah, it's just great camaraderie and just, just brilliant fun. Mm-hmm. Plen- plenty of UK historic crews that, that uh, have said a number of times they'd like to come across to Ireland and give one of producing the, you know, historics at the front in Cork 20. It might appeal them to come across this time. It's things like that that will bring people across. Fair, fair play to Kevin for uh, organising that. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And Michael, would you know, get an opportunity to run at the front of the field, would that encourage you to put an entry in then for Cork as well? Definitely. Well, I'll be putting one in anyway, but it definitely is a big draw because it's a, there's a couple of factors. Like you're obviously you're getting you're getting to run early, so if you have a long journey like the guys may have making a boat and stuff to England, it's that's a factor. But you know some of the rallies you're running. If you're not starting the afternoon, it's just you're hanging about the whole day. Like you'd rather start mm-hmm. if you had to miss stages. You'd rather miss the last three as opposed to missing the first three, mm-hmm. because everyone's mm-hmm. up at seven o'clock anyway or whatever you know early to get ready for a rally every morning. And if you're not starting at three o'clock that evening, it drags the the day's a whole drag. Like. Yeah. Uh, you're you're right. the whole day waiting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like Declan, from you know from your point of view, like you, what can you say? This championship, it's it's on the up. Come get registered. Come and see what you know. It's even better than what we're telling you. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the numbers have been increasing steadily over the last couple of seasons now, and um, we're getting a lot of guys from across the water. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of local lads starting to build cars as well, or finish cars, and they're they're the interests are getting fatter and. It's fantastic, and then the the competition is getting better every time we go out. Yeah. Do you are always racing someone different. Yeah. Do you know? And like you know, guy touched on something earlier. There, the cars have become so reliable. You know, a few years ago, historic rallying, it was a, a struggle to maybe to get the cars to last for two days in Donegal. Those days are gone now. Historic cars are every bit as capable of any car in the main field. Absolutely, yeah. and there's a limit as well, of course, to what you can have. So. Yeah. Everybody is racing with the same machinery in, in particular classes, with the exception of the Pintos versus the BDGs, but we're trying to sort that out for next year. Um, at the moment, they're sharing the same class, which would be the same as class 12 and class 13 in the modifieds, which is nonsense. Fair, yeah. It's nonsense, yeah. And yeah. Um, that's not going to encourage anything. So 
we're going to try and sort that out if we can. And um, the Pinto class would be a fabulous class, like to get into historic rallying, you know, for not mental money. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the all the other makes and models. There was a good variety of stuff in uh, Donegal. Um, if you look down the line in Park Farm, it was fantastic array of machinery, all sorts of fast and slow stuff. Um, so we'll be hoping to build on that as time goes on, and yeah. hopefully this this new initiative now from the Car Twenty will will help us on our way. Yeah, I think Duncan, uh, just something there they can touch on the variety of machines. You know, you'd everything from like a, a Talbot Samba to a Skoda, you know, to you know your Mark Two Escorts. Like that's really what historic rally is all about it's not just like a one make championship where they got there's such variety of cars and talent there absolutely and they you know the guys in the there were two two minutes i think there were two minutes i think competing donegal and they both finished which is fantastic yeah you haven't got to be the front to enjoy historic rallying it's mm -hmm. the taking part it's the joining in with everybody else you know doing these fantastic stages in whatever car you, you want to bring along. There's two guys in a Skoda yeah. had a whale of a time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you, have, you haven't got to be at the front to uh, to enjoy it. You can, there's some great class battles to be had um, amongst the category. And, uh, you know, everyone's welcome to uh, come and come join us. For sure, for sure. And Michael, too, you know, you chatted earlier about the camaraderie between you. So nearly every event, there's a group photo of everybody. Like, you know, that's something I think that the main field misses out on a wee bit too, because it, to see all these guys all standing about, you know, and their arms out around each other for that photo, it just shows that you are all in it for the, the the one good, the only person you're fighting against the clock, not each other. Ah, uh, yeah, it was great crack, as we said earlier, like, mm -hmm. and everybody is, is so helpful if something goes wrong, you know, that they're, everyone's, they're, you know, they'll give you parts and they'll... They'll try and help you, and if you're on the road or especially service area, like the bicycle come over and they'll help you and do. Like Duncan had an experience last year, or other teams came in and helped and change stuff. And it's great to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you've seen this in action yourself too. Like that, that's pretty special. When somebody else is almost willing to lift something out of their van to give it to you to keep you in the rally. Not every sport has that level of friendship in it. No, they definitely don't. And I mean, we had issue on uh, Atlantic Drive uh, just before location eight. We clipped a rock, bent the strut, and um, Duncan came back to service, managed to borrow a strut. And uh, yeah, and yeah, it's just lending the parts and that kept us in the rally. It did no two ways about it. Um, yeah, and it, it's, it's, it's just fabulous, to, you know, that it goes on and people want to do it. You know, they want to see you. Nobody wants to see another historic competitor retire if there's a way that they can be, you know, kept part of the, uh, you know, the party. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, and that, that is special. Like, you know, where else would you get it? Like, you know, you wouldn't get a golfer letting you, like, taking a club out of his bag nearly to give you, you know, that's, you know, it's unheard of. But in rallying, that's commonplace. That's right, yeah. We've, we've borrowed a uh, fair few items over, over the years and... Uh, <laughs> I think I think we're giving all of them back now, but um, you know, and vice versa. And you know, the, as Mike said, the uh, the help in the service area. We we had that issue. I think it was at Cork Twenty last year when we had yeah, a, yeah. a clutch problem. So the gearbox had to come out and clutch changed and all back together. And we had a it was about twenty people under the car. I think 
It was uh, so many legs underneath the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty chaotic. I, mean, I think John, who does a great job for us, I mean, I think he'd, he'd prefer, prefer to only have three or four under the car. But um, we got we got the job done, and uh, I mean, this this weekend we had this guy said we have the issue with the punch trust. Uh, we we uh, Marion Evans uh, very kindly loaned us a strut and steering arm, and John Huey and Gino managed to put the uh, change of strut in time. We went out for the last stage. Uh, well, it would have been the last few stages, but of course they, they got cancelled. But um, it turned out that we went out onto the last stage with um, suspension that we'd never driven on before. We've got um, uh, tracking that was a bit sort of wayward. The steering wheel was at pointing at two o'clock, and it wasn't perfect. It was it, it was you know John did a fantastic job getting it getting us out there, and uh, we got to the start line of the last stage. Uh, we were I think uh, Martin McCormack. Had just left Gone. the line. We um, Mike was was next, uh, and our radiator burst, or at least steam, started coming out of the uh, out of the cap. So we had to pull over and attend to that. Every crew went past us. They were passing us water bottles to put into the uh, radiator. We got the, the fire service were there helping us put water in and let the pressure out the radiator, let it cool down. We eventually got it got it going the course closing car was on the start line um and we managed to persuade him to sort of pull back a bit so that we can have a go on the last stage so we we're the last car to go through and um fortunately we uh, we beat michael by uh, seven seconds in the process which was quite pleasing really <laughs> it must have drained out a bit did it <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what happened there honestly. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but a bit of anger, I think. Yeah. A bit of anger, frustration. <laughs> it was good to see it. You done well, fair play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, our trick, didn't work. yeah. our trick didn't work. It obviously, you, you still managed to get into the stage. We, we tried to sabotage your care. That's <laughs> <laughs> what the toolkit was for, Deck, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, just before we wrap up, we should make a special mention. Uh, Declan, Michael, you just got the knock all the fastest time there's a lovely trophy to go along with that i'm saying that will take pride of place in the, the trophy cabinet yeah i actually have it kevin because um i get to, i get it for the first six months because i'm younger <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a spoiled child yeah. you have to let him have his way sometimes no it's, it's, it's a way day. bigger than that it's a way bigger than that tiny <laughs> This one, you mean? Fuck, I say, great lads there, and Duncan. Uh, yeah, you have to practically have the championship one, but hopefully, they know West Court or not West Court Court Twenty will tell its tale, and that will sort that all out for you, and you'll get uh, your hands in the big trophy then. Uh, you know. Also, we should mention, like, you know, Martin McCormick out in the M three. Oh, Connor, what can we say? Class. Oh, music. Class. <laughs> class. I'm disappointed. I only yeah. got, got him to see once over Nakala. Mm-hmm. Um, I was cracking to see him coming up through the bends in Nakala. Lovely in the sound of that car. But yeah, just a disappointment that um, unfortunately that the, the, they had to retire. Yeah, for sure. But they were back again on Sunday and the, the echo of that thing coming through Atlantic Drive will be one of those noises that will just stay with me for a long, long time. 
Uh, also, another card I just love seeing out was uh, Liam Regan out in the, the wee school of the uh, wee Estelle. Um, like my childhood, like, you know, yes, I'm a bit of a weirdo, but <laughs> a great fascination by that is in Skoda's, um, still drive a Skoda to this day. <laughs> so that was just things like that make my day. I just love the, the oddball of it. Oh, listen, look, you know, there's a novelty value. And again, great to see Liam swapping seats and, and driving for a change. We're used to seeing him sitting beside um, William there on, on the, what do you call it, in the junior uh, WRC. So great to see um, Liam out competing, you know, uh, behind the wheel this time. Yeah, for sure. And like the reception that we scored a goal over the weekend yeah. too, you know, up, not all that, the amount of people waving and cheering, I just, uh, I think that's class really is, you know. So. <laughs> and then, you know, somebody else that got a great reception over the weekend was Jason McConnell. Um, as I say, we spoke to him last week and he was giving us kind of his thoughts and how, you know, what his thoughts were going to be before Donegal. So we thought, you know, we'd catch up with him again and find out was it as good as what he hoped for. So, Jason, uh, we had you on last week and you were telling us how much you were looking forward to Donegal. I thought it was only right to get you back on. How was Donegal? <laughs> uh, I suppose it was everything It was everything I thought multiplied by 100. It's, um, it, is, it's, it is what like, people, I suppose, blows it up and says this, but it is It is a very, very special event. And uh, you, I suppose the only competing in it, you got to see that side of it. And uh, yeah, I think for me and Danny, even today, like it's still, it's still the very, it didn't really sink in yet. It's only for the videos you actually wouldn't believe you've done it. It was it's just that it's crazy, like you know. But yeah, it is. It's a very special event. Yeah, I was chatting to uh, another fellow that was out taking photos over the weekend, and his brother was competing for the first time as well. And he said he was totally blown away. You know, you go to a junction, you see a crowd, but that's everywhere. It's not just one junction; it's nearly every junction. It's the same everywhere, everywhere. Like I've done a couple of the, the supercar rallies for charities and stuff, and it's a similar sort of idea in regards to crowds and stuff. But as you said, that might be in a town, but don't you go like. You're you're in the, like even the back side of Glen, like there's there's nothing, and you're just crowds of people. Like you just wonder how. First of all, how did you get there? And like it's every junction, every crest, every jump. It was it, it actually worked out pretty well though, because if I saw a crowd in the distance, I always knew it was it was probably a dodgy corner or a dodgy <laughs> jump. So I <laughs> I was using and if I if I saw someone with a camera, I says right, just something happening here. So I uh, it was a good way of uh, of putting red in the notes. Yeah, and like then, you know, the epic stages, your Nogalas, Atlantic Drives, Fanads, like, you know, are they everything we, us spectators, dream of, the chance to drive those stages? Oh, look, I'm standing at the second hairpin of Nogala for I don't know how many years, and the Guptat and Rally car come up to over, oh, the other side of it, and you're just looking at the ocean. It is like, you are, that's the most alive anyone's going to be, like, that is, that is pretty, pretty special, and uh, yeah, no, it is, it really is, and even on that stage, you know, the caravans, the camper vans, the people out and sitting on top of rocks. And it's just uh, the best way. It's almost like a festival, just a rally festival. It really is. And, you know, it's only yesterday, I suppose, we came off the high of it all. And you just you're, you go back to work and you're like, oh, yes, and it isn't. <laughs> it's not what it was like. It really does. Like you're living, you're, you are like you definitely are on this high over the weekend. It's a massive build up and the ceremony will start and the buzz of that and everything. It's hard not to. Hard not, not to go uh, hard to go mad. Yeah, that, you know, we should give a shout out. Dennis Ferry this year put a lot of effort into the ceremonial Absolutely. start and it, it, it has lifted it to another level. There's no doubt about oh, it. Oh, without a doubt. Like, and it, and I think Irish Rally needs more of that, bringing the rally into the people and yeah. um, people having a look around the cars and meeting different drivers and the navigators and learning about it. And I think that's very, very important. So the more that, that happens, definitely so the better. <laughs> 
Yeah, and like even like we things like having posters to give out to kids to get you know their autographs. We flag, awesome. you know, we things like that. You know, it doesn't cost the club no fortune, but like people will take that home and they'll treasure it for a lifetime. Well, there's well, there's a perfect example on the I, I, hanging up on the wall is a uh, picture of Ali Fisher was given at the time. What is it? He was in the group then Evo, and uh, you know he was signing them. Like I still have that, so that's yeah. the perfect example. It works like and what's that? That's probably eight, nine, ten, but whatever it is, years. You know. So yeah, that sort of stuff works in the flags and everything. It's it's just building it up, and people never forget it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And the, the, those kids done watching this with their mouths wide open could be the rally stars of the future. Oh, without a doubt, but especially the way things are going, people are starting young, younger and younger. Like so, mm -hmm. I'm 24, like, and I'm probably too old to be starting it. But I don't know what it is. What it is. <laughs> yeah, because you look at the junior 1000s now. I think it's 14 or whatever it is they can start, oh, which is unreal. Yeah, like, so. and that is like that is a, what an opportunity. Like, do you know? Carton's brilliant and everything, but I suppose if you want to go rallying, being let loose in the woods in any car, never mind what power it is, is, is that's cool. Like, <laughs> really that is cool. It really is. It really is. And then, like, you know, from a competition point of view, like, you know, your class, you know, what can we say? Like, you're up against some tough opposition, and like, it's, it's great to be able to have that comparison that you're comparing yourself against the best of the Irish rallying. Well, look, if in fairness, you know, one class that does not get near enough. Um, I suppose mentions is the RC4 class like the, the pace them guys are at is incredible like beating R5s and front wheel drive cars like it is super quick um, obviously we have the older generation cars so we wouldn't have the, the gizmos and the launches and the anti-lags and stuff but even at that like you really you know it is insane the pace they're at but there's a couple of R2 cars there as well so it was uh, the first rally we done that we actually had no problems um, and we could just go at it and enjoy it and was, as I said, there's a couple of R2 cars. So it was nice to actually be able to look at other times and compare and what other people's doing. And before this, you're putting yourself up maybe against a Civic or, uh, as I said, an RC4 car. And, you know, there's obviously big differences. So it's just, it's nice to know where you sit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, you know, we talked last week about the power of social media. Like, you know, you have now took that social media, applied it to Donegal. What, you know, was the, what was the response like only? Well, I, I'm still getting messages like it is. It's insane. Like, and I'm getting videos and we're getting photographs. And uh, I suppose for a long time, a lot of the events we were doing was single day events. And because when the entry list came out, we were always at the back of it. By the time we got in the service, you know, everyone was out in the stages. So in Donegal, it was great. I was able to meet a lot of the people who I knew I knew their names, but never got a chance to meet them since this whole journey. So you were meeting a lot of people that you didn't get an opportunity to meet before and spend time. And the amount of friendships you build up and everything, even this weekend, like, um, it compares to nothing else and it's only purely because of social media it's for nothing else yeah. um and then of course when you come home people are texting you and you you know you're able to go back and you communicate and it's no it's it's as i said the last time it just it just does prove how powerful the whole thing is yeah because even the podcast like you know people come up to me there over the weekend and like you know the, the kind of words i had to say about the podcast and like it still blows my mind i'm sitting here yeah, in the yeah. house <laughs> and people are in the house <laughs> It is very surreal, yeah. like, and I remember the first stage we went out to, and there was loads of people waving. The day I said, I showed the Danny, I said, they're yoke off. What's the story? Yeah. He said, no, they're scanning. He says, I said, oh my god, <laughs> like there wasn't a ditch we went by that somebody wasn't trying to do something. It was brilliant, like you know, we had some laughs in the car. It was, you know, and again, that's just social media for you, you know. Um, no, it was it was brilliant. Like I have to say, it was really really enjoyable. Yeah, and the, you know, yes, TikTok and all this here. But, you know, to meet people, there's, you know, there's something very special about, you know, pressing the flesh, as they used to say. 
Well, this is it. Like, I, I, it goes both ways. Like, I suppose we had an accident in Cork that time when we started rallying, and I think everyone has seen it. And ever since then, the whole thing has been very, very negative. And every time we went out in Galway, the engine blew. Then we done Calvin, and the, and we were going well, and the uh, steering rack uh, decided it had enough. So we didn't. We just we never got a run of things at all, and it was so frustrating. And uh, you know, we were trying to keep in love with it, and we needed Donegal to go well. And in fairness. I suppose on a serious note, like me and Danny put a lot of work into videos and watching onwards of people before. And I suppose we we made notes in such a way that where it was good to push, we pushed. And where it was bad, we backed off because we really wanted to finish. And uh, just to get that, it was like it was like winning the rally, do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and even through as a result on social media, like it was just nice for a change to have a lot of positivity. So um, with, with, with the bad comes the good. But this weekend in, in particular, our full weekends went very well. So we're, we're, we're glad of that. Yeah, and like, you know, I've been even talking to other people, like there's whatever it is about the atmosphere in Donegal, it lifts you, you know, as a driver, the co-driver, even the service crew, it, it lifts you to to go beyond what your expectations. Yeah, there's a couple of bits I says we'll take it easy and then you see the crowds and you go at it and see who, like, you know, <laughs> so coming into Glen and stuff like, you know, it is when you come out that left and then you're, you're, you're heading out the road, it's it's mega, uh-huh. it's really mega. Um, as you said, you meet people, and it's it is it's it's like it's like a concert atmosphere. You just you get held up with the whole thing, and it brings you with it. And you're a passenger at that stage in regards to that, like so. Yeah, and like you know uh, the old story, no one get left behind. You know, there's stories like I spoke to a guy yet last night. His engine blew in the first stage. He like, aye, he, that's right. And he got an engine, was able to go out and compete Saturday and Sunday. I think it was 50, right. fifty or sixty calls offering engines. You know, get you know. Getting them, you know, helping them get sorted. You know, that's amazing. That's just the power of rally. The power of social media. He put a post up on Facebook. He got an engine, you know, so. Absolutely. I'm nearly sure if you put up on social media, you're looking for a Concorde pilot to fly you tomorrow. You probably get one. <laughs> and if you don't get one, somebody's going to know somebody. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just <laughs> it is, but it's really an Irish thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it is. It really is. And I think we're lucky as well, the sport that we're in, like you look at the bomb knock Alan and you have all the top lads and even the time Ken Block was over and you had Craig Breen and all our heroes and you can just walk up to them. Yeah. Like you don't get that in Formula One, there's no red tape, like it's just, mm-hmm. they're there in front of you. Yeah. It is what you make of it. So I think the sport that we have is, uh, we often take it for granted in that regards, but it's, um, I suppose social media in that sense as well makes it very personal. Before this, if you look at the likes of maybe the days of Eugene Donnelly and all that, we, you know, there was no social media. So you yeah. only knew them through on the limits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You only knew from them interviews and people then created perception or whatever. I think with social media, it gives everyone a chance to be themselves and create a personality and a story behind it. And I think people really uh, levitate towards it and they buy into it. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're a part of the journey and, uh, you know, I think that's pretty clear, especially after the weekend we had. It was uh, we had a lot of people with a lot of nice stuff to say, and I suppose mm-hmm. the following us since the since we didn't have a great run. So it no, it's yeah. cool. It is cool for sure, for sure. And like you know, that obviously increases your profile. More people follow you, and the more people get you know the positive news about running. Yeah, this is it. Like absolutely, it's all that's what it's all about. Like as I said, the last thing we're here to enjoy ourselves, and I suppose in Donegal, of course, we had McCaffrey's bars on board, so. It was important to, to get a finish and, of course, to keep uh, the reputation and everything up. And I think everyone finished, which was great. Um, and, of course, you know, the Sunday night in McCaffrey took out. It was just so cracked. Like. <laughs> but that's what it's all about. You know, yeah. that's what it's all about. And, of course, we had CBM signs there, Lever County based as well. So it was important because Donegal was very good to us. So we wanted to give it back. And uh, I'm glad we did it. So. 
Excellent. Well, Jason, it's been an absolute pleasure. And where's the thoughts to next? Where, where are you, where's the plan to go now? Or is it recoup and look at the... the... No, no, I'll do Donegal call again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> I, and it's great. We, we took the car off the trailer. We came home and I took the car off the trailer and washed it and it's ready to go out. It has to get prepped, like, but yeah. there's nothing to be done to it. It's great. It makes for a nice change. So, no, hopefully if we get an entry for Sligo, we'll definitely go there because, uh, again, Gracie's bars are Sligo and Carrick and Shannon. So it'd be nice one just to tie that in. So we'll, we'll aim for that. Yeah, it was brilliant to hear the, the perspective. We had the before and now we had the after from Jason. So good to hear. And look, Sligo's not that far away. Hopefully we'll see him out again. For sure, for sure. And then, you know, uh, another story that I just, i seen it on social media, <laughs> the power of social media. Uh, Josh Harris um, blew his engine only a few kilometres into the very first stage uh, last Friday morning. Like, it could have been so easy just to put your head in the, uh, and just go and cry in the corner. But no, fair play to Josh. He didn't let that get him down. He put up a post on social media. Um, looking to see if anybody would help him out and he was inundated with offers of help people towing him into service you know getting you know getting them engines offering them engines all different things but again you know josh will tell you the story far better than me and you know we keep going on about how great the rallying tradition is this is uh, you know harris as a name in donegal it's known as we rally his grandfather his father his uncle you know what can we say but anyway more from josh no, I thought everything was going well and we, we had the recce done, everything prepared, ready to go. Car was going good for about five minutes and out of nowhere, just bang, that was it. Cloud of smoke. Thought the party was over, so stopped on the stopped on the side of the stage and that was I thought that was my rally over at that stage. Yeah, and like that, you know, like as you say, you your recce done, you know, you took all the time, you know, time off work, all that money, and it all went up in a cloud of smoke. But you weren't gonna let a cloud of smoke put you down. No, I was kind of in disbelief for a while now, to be honest. And I, I kind of was, it wasn't until I got back to service that I started thinking, right, no, we can't, we're not going to just let that beat us. Like, we'll try and get something sorted here. But um, it took us a good, we were still nearly in Ballyshannon. We had about four or five different men give us toes at a different point to get back down the road through the traffic. And then we got into service and then started making the making the calls then, putting up Facebook posts. And every every man was, was trying to get something sorted, so. Yeah, isn't that the great thing about rallying? Like nobody's ever going to let you know leave a man behind. Everybody does their best to bring bring everybody with them. Oh, that's it, definitely. Like, and, and then like, so many offers of help from everybody. Like, there's even guys like uh, young Charlie Brown offered to lend me an engine, even just to get me away. And uh, and then obviously, and I bought an engine then, just you know, because I was going to have to buy an engine anyway. So it was well put it on the once and. Mm-hmm. putting it in twice but but there were so many offers of help and everybody was offering to help even to put it in or to get me something sorted and I, I think when I counted up that evening I think I had about 65 phone calls on my phone for the time, <laughs> the time that night was over so Mike and again, uh, again you know what can we say like that you know that's so brilliant that people are prepared and like there a lot of them people are competing themselves but to take the time to try and help you as well too and like they've probably a hundred one other things to be worrying about themselves oh that's it but nobody nobody ever sees anybody else stuck like even if they're doing their eye themselves they always take the time to get get every man sorted so yeah and like not only yourself had you know you had to have guys in to you know to get the car stripped out and get the engine out and get another engine in oh, no i was very lucky to have a very good service crew in, in reed motorsport and they, uh, like they, they had eight cars, I think, to service for that day, and they still took the time that evening. We go back to the county, they all stayed on and got the, 
the, the engine out and I was away. They were that quick at taking it out. I was late getting back with the other engine. They were all standing waiting on me. So they were the engine out and all. And I was just got back in and they just straight away just dove into it and got everything transferred over and it's on the crane and launched in there then. So. Yeah, and like you know, they had been putting on, I'm sure, a lot of late nights and you know, long days leading up to the event. Like, so another late night was probably the last thing they wanted, but again, they were going to do whatever it took. No, that's it. Like, they never, never see you stuck. Like, and uh, I nearly, I nearly felt bad. I asked them as I got the engine started. I was like, uh, right, boys, what was the story about getting this engine tonight? They said, I throw her up, we'll see what we can do. So, <laughs> but uh, there was no bother to them now. There were four or five men around her and no problem. Like they'd, they'd put it in and, in and out in no time. So, yeah, I think that, you know, Paul Reed Motorsport, for anybody who doesn't know, like Paul was the guy that run like uh, Kevin Gallagher and Damien Tourist, you know, the top two and the two wheels, right? But, yeah. you know, not only did they run top cars, they run everybody. Like, you know, that, that it's a great family run outfit there too, as well, isn't it? Oh, they're brilliant. You know, when you go in and the the tea and the, and the sandwiches are sitting there for you as uh, the wife Virginia and his, his daughters and they're all there and they're all everybody's everybody's helping out it's great now so mm-hmm. yeah like, again you know like uh, just uh, like a name that's synonymous with you know Donegal rallying is the Reid family but like the Harris family too like you know you're steeped in rallying too like uh, say you've been going to the, the international and all the other events around Donegal since you're knee high to a grasshopper Oh, that's it. Yeah, I'm the, the third generation in it now. So my father, my grandfather, my uncles, and my, my younger cousin now, he's doing the J1000 championship as well, Jack. So and uh, so we're all kind of, we're all stuck on that summer road. So. Uh-huh. And like we should say your father is Paul Harris, a man that nearly won the Donegal Rally. Like a few great memories of growing up with uh, with them days, you know, that we think of the, the Yellow Sierra, the, you know, the legacy, all, you know, like, uh, I wouldn't remember. I was still very, very young in that time. Like I would have been only maybe three or four in them days. Now I wouldn't remember much about that. I remember kind of the more the, the early two thousands them days, you know. But uh-huh. I wouldn't remember much of the nineties now, to be honest. But yeah, but the Corolla, you remember the Corolla WRC? The oh yeah, that, yeah, that was Corolla, yeah. that was some piece of kept them too in its day too. So yeah. No, like Donegal, I remember one of the rallies I remember most watching would be Donegal in 07 when Sebastian Loeb done the rally and uh, and Dad was doing it in the in the Corolla that year as well. I think he finished fourth maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, one, of, one of the best years I remember watching it anyway, so it was. Yeah. I like you, as I say, and then your grandfather before him too, like one of the stalwarts of the club from that was been set up and all too, like, you know, it was names like your you know, your grandfather and then, you know, your 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 father and your uncle continued like took uh rallying and donegal to a whole new level oh yeah definitely and granted he still helps out he came up with a jeep in the trailer to lift me and friday too so he did so he's he still he still <laughs> stuck in as well so uh-huh. yeah and then you know you got going again had to uh, take the car down saturday morning and put her through scrutineering again and then how did it go from there yeah, it went good. We were glad to go out. I was far more nervous on Saturday morning than I was on Friday morning. Just that I was, I don't know why, it was just because everything that happened and the effort, everybody went to go to the car, get the car ready. I was afraid, afraid then of anything else going wrong after all the effort. And the only big moment I had in the weekend was probably in the first stage of Saturday morning. <laughs> so it was just, but probably just nerves. But then we got settled down and uh, now we, we had a good few runs to the stages. The only problem was we were running at the back of the field then we got a lot of stages that were we kind of got all this cancelled stages and that kind of stuff yeah. you know but we still we still got 
we still probably got about half of the stages that say and that we we would have got otherwise, you know. So we're still we we're happy enough to get anything after Friday morning. We thought it wasn't going to get any mileage. We still got all the stages we wanted to get. The, you know, the Saturday and Sunday is always the best stages anyway. So ah, you get doing the classic stages anyway, you know. And yeah. like you know, like from like me as like I'm just a spectator. Like what is it like sitting at the start line of somewhere like Nogala or Fana or something? Like does does that sense of history get to you as there butterflies there? Knock uh, well, especially at, at, you know when the crowds there at the start. No other stage really has a crowd at the start line like Nogala does, and it's sitting there. And we get up and it kind of came on us very quick in Nogala, and we had our belts ready, and we were panicking, we were getting the belts tightened, and there were nearly there was about ten seconds left in the clock. By the time we were actually just got everything sorted to go, and you go down and you go up the hairpin, and the crowds is great like it is. The Nogala would be my favourite stage of the rally, but it's just it's. It's something else, like it's unreal. So yeah, because there is something very special, especially that you know from the start up around the you know the hill climb and all that too. Like it's such a natural amphitheatre, you know, the crowds on the hill. Even you know, even this year they were lining the whole way up, you know, from the, yeah, the hairpin up to the top. Especially from 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 years of watching it, they actually when you're actually in it, then it's it's surreal. So it is. So yeah, it's a real pinch yourself moment, I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you got to the finish, you know, a great way to reward all the effort and all the, all the guys, Pan. Oh, that's it, definitely. That's all that was in the back of my mind. Then just have to get to the finish just for, you know, just for, the, for what everybody done, like to pull us out. And uh, and uh, Connor Morrison, who's on the notes for me, hasn't done a rally since 2012 in the Harvest, and he, you know, did a great job. So he came on, and I was kind of stuck for Navigator before the rally, too, and he came on and, uh, and did a good job, so we were we were happy out to get to the finish. So yeah. I was kind of got it for him too, because I thought his you know he his first run, his first time doing the Donegal. I done it last year, but and I thought you know uh, it was second that was he might only got half a stage, but yeah, had to get going again. So uh-huh. I like that. You know that's it. Rallying is a team sport. It's not just you the driver. It's you know the cool driver and everybody. You know the, yes, your server crew and all that there too. But you know it's people that work giving allowing you to have the time to go and do your rally and do the rally as well. All those things you know maybe on scene by the spectators but they're all a vital part of the whole thing oh definitely yeah like I took the, I took the week off from working up leading up the ride just a piece together being sorted with the recce and, and everything else and, 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 and that's a battle on its own too just we have, have two kids now two under two at the house as well so it's busy at home and and uh you know, it's it's hard getting the time to get away and to do these things too. So it's, it's a big help. Help everyone helps out at home to get the time to go away and do these things. So yeah, that's true. I think even you know your partner giving you the time and the headspace to do that as well too. You have to you know give a big shout out to her as well. I would say. Oh, a big shout out to her as well. Yeah, she's watching the, the kids all weekend and she's actually back to work that weekend too. She was back from maternity, so she was working. <laughs> she's working night time. I had to leave Paul's early on Friday night to go let the babysitter away. So I did. To get the, <laughs> I was late. I was never late letting the babysitter away on Friday night to get the engine and whatnot. So we have to we have to thank all them people as well. So yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So like you know, you got to the finish. You know, is that it now? Maybe the the harvest later in the year. Have you any thoughts of anything else maybe between them? Ah, well, possible. See, you'll probably not. That's many that many bills to pay this week. Now that I wasn't some of them I wasn't expecting as well. So. We'll just need to take time now and then regroup now and see what uh, see what's next on the cards then. So, but Josh, uh, a fantastic story, and I think you know it's things like that there you know that really make the Donegal Rally something special. That you know you go to all that effort, you weren't going to let a blown engine you know destroy your opportunity, your dream of competing in Donegal. No, definitely not. No, but it's it's one I'll not forget anyway. That's for sure. That's for sure. One you can tell the grandkids in a few years' time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, look, that, that was a, a great story and a heartwarming story there from Josh. And again, just shows you, as you say, the power of the rally community and everybody pulling together to make sure, you know, uh, the guys and the girls out there competing get to the end of his, uh, of the rally where possible. For sure, for um, sure. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, and another brilliant story is I got the chance to catch up with Josh McAuley who was competing on the Tet Rally in Latvia. Um, part of the ERC, which Josh is undertaking this year. Um, but it's also going to be around of the WRC next year. So it was a chance for Josh to experience Latvia and do a little bit of prep prior to, you know, it being a WRC round next year. Yeah, like, and, you know, like it looked to be an epic, epic rally. You know, the conditions that we've done were very changeable, you know, uh, and like the level of competition in the ERC this year is outstanding. Oh, it's mental. Like, you know, the, the amount of ex WRC people or, or current WRC people at various levels taking part in the ERC is incredible. You know, like we have the, the Finnish junior champion took part with Mads Osberg was taking part. Hayden Padden, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Martin Sesk, who won the rally last year and is competing in the, the, the WRC this year. Just really is. It, it, it's the ERC has come alive again um, and it's attracting the top talent back. And it's great to see. Mm-hmm. And one of our boys, Josh, is up there mixing it with them. Absolutely. Um, Josh had a fantastic fourth overall. Um, on the par stage, they were third quickest. Um, like just amazing. Um, and what do you call it? Had a, a familiar face back in the co-driver's seat uh with them for for the weekend. Yeah, great to see James back there with him again just for the weekend as well, too. You know, uh, you know, we all know that you know what's happened to James the last few months and to see him back in a rally car and being back at the top of the time sheets, fantastic to see. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. But look, no point in us talking about it. Let's hear from Josh. So, Josh, an eventful rally Latvia. Um, fantastic finish, fourth overall, and also clocking up third fastest on the uh, par stage as well, picking up some extra points. How was the weekend? No, I think it was a, a very solid weekend from the whole team. Um, Everyone put in a huge amount of effort to obviously get there, but yeah, to do the job we done that weekend from from the engineers to the team and to obviously James as well in the academy, it's uh, it was a quite an effort to 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 get round and yeah to get third in the first stage in a let's say a proper battle was was very good to end the weekend. And you mentioned James there, so John Rome was off doing Donegal for the weekend, and uh, you were reunited with James Fulton. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to have Fuzzy back in the car, um, and yeah, it was. I think it was a good result. Obviously, um, Portugal didn't go so well with him with Chris, so it was good to get him back and uh, get him back in the groove. And yeah, he done a tremendous job all weekend, and uh, it was great to see. And look, you've obviously got a great relationship there. Last time you had a bit of seat time together was I think was it Spain last year? So yeah, it, it probably felt like he he was never out of the car. I'm sure once once you got underway. No, it was a uh, quite familiar voice to hear in the car. So uh, no, it didn't take long to get up to speed in that there. So no, it was great to have him back, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was well overdue, I would say. And what seems to be a bit of a pattern this year for you: very mixed weather conditions and rain coming in to play a part. So stage one started out uh, from all uh, from what I could read and see, extremely dusty and and difficult conditions. How, how did you find that? Yeah, stage one was was very demanding. Um, it was twenty seven kilometers to start with, and yeah, two minute gaps with the dust. And we originally thought it wouldn't be so bad, but as we got into the stage, it proved it was it was quite incredible. And uh, 
yeah, I think we caught like 30 seconds in the person in front. So it was down to a minute and 30, let's say, the gap from the car in front. And yeah, the dust was quite extreme. And yeah, it was quite dangerous places, to be honest. But we got through it, we survived it. And the second pass at that stage was cancelled because of the dust. And yeah, the rain started coming down. And as I said, they're probably, I never welcomed rain so much in my life as it solved the dust problem. But yeah, we had to get to work because we were quite a bit down in the, the leaderboard and we wanted to to make amends and what do you call it then as, as you say stage two was cancelled then you know into three and and the rain and that so and two-day events so how, how did the first day go for you was it apart from the weather conditions were there any other difficulties there yeah not so much it was more so okay the weather was what it was but it was the same for everyone um we were quite far up in the road position as well. The the stage was still cleaning, let's say, even if it was raining. Um, but we made the mess the best what we could of in the situation we were in, and yeah, we chipped away. And I think we ended the first day in eighth overall, so the road position wasn't so bad going into day two. We knew from the test and the past events that we could improve the setup overnight from what we experienced. Obviously, the grip wasn't so high with the rain and the the loose surface, so. We kind of knew the direction we needed to go overnight and to try and make changes. So we did that. And yeah, I think in Saturday morning or Sunday morning, that proved to be a good step. And and you were quoted um, on the overnight, you'd be putting your big boy pants on as well. Um, and like, in fairness, like you're up against the like Ahmad Zosberg, Hayden Padden, Robert Vives, uh, Martin Sesks, you know, Mika Heikla, like some fantastic names that you're competing with. And, and I'm sure the competition was, was pretty severe. Yeah, I think it, it's quite a high level. There's no doubt about that. And uh, yeah, to be racing the likes of Mads Osberg and Hayden Padden, who's obviously been in the WRC for a long time and has a lot of experience of them type of stages and the fast nature of them. But yeah, I think it's a good benchmark to go off Padden as he's in the same car, same tyres, same situation really with the the whole package. So no, he's a good benchmark for us and to, okay, get close to him and even beat him in some stages is, is very encouraging going forward, obviously with the, the whole programme, but I think it shows we've, we've took a good step this year and uh, hopefully we can keep on building on that. And from from your perspective is, you know, now that you've been competing in a few rallies against Mads and that, um, what do you call it? Is, is um, you know, is, I suppose maybe less nerves or less, you know, you're maybe not as fearful of them or, or you know, you, you'll not hold back, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think so. These type of results give you good confidence going forward. Um, the likes of going into the first stage, it was basically fourth to seventh was all in a battle. And whoever came out on top in the first stage was was going to take fourth place. So, yeah, we we wanted to push on. We were given the, let's say, the, the free uh, rope to go for it. And... I think we've done a lot of work before the first stage in the regroup with the onboard and we tried to work on it with James as best as possible. And yeah, we put a lot into the to the first stage and it seemed to work out okay. I think we were third fastest, which yeah, it was good points for the first stage, but I think it overall it gave us third place points of the rally, which is uh which is very good okay for the ERC, but that's not our ultimate aim this season. But it was uh it was good to have that and to obviously show speed when we needed to. Yeah, and I suppose even before the power stage, like conditions were tricky. You know, one of the stages there was a lot of stand water, another stage was affected with very deep ruts. You know, you had a lot to 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 contend with. I suppose even before getting to the power stage. 
yeah, it's it's quite a unique situation because obviously going to WRC events, you've got WRC Plus to compare stages and what they deteriorate and what the ruts can develop throughout the stages. But these stages were quite new and no one really had any knowledge of them. Um, and I think the ruts in the second last stage surprised a lot of people. Uh, everyone, I don't think, expected them to be so deep. And OK, you can adjust car setup for this. And I don't think many did. But yeah, you have to. You're in these situations. You have to manage them. And we knew getting out of that stage, if we hadn't been lost so much, we could push on the first stage. So it was in managing, yeah, the ruts and then uh, having a proper go at the last one. Rally Latvia, uh, obviously this year around the ERC, um, which which you're you know you're doing the, the the championship, but also a round of the WRC next year. So was there that double advantage there to, for you to get a bit of experience for next year? Yeah, without doubt, I think it's uh, it's a big advantage going in the next year. These stages are, are quite unique. Okay, you're going to Baltic countries, you think they're all the same, but this changed slightly, and it's known how like the conditions deteriorate and when the ruts develop and what stages. So, no, I think it was good to have some of them dry, some of them wet to get the all round, let's say, overall picture of what it can be like. And yeah, going into next year, I think it'll be. An incredible rally to see a rally one car going through them stages because they're uh, yeah it's probably one of the fastest rallies I've ever done. Yeah, I've I've heard a description of it and I don't know if it's accurate or not, but it's, it's somewhere a combination between Estonia and Poland. Would that kind of sum up what the stages are like in in Latvia? Yeah, it's it's probably an in between. Um, you probably think the the speeds of Finland's quite fast, but I would say these this rally is probably faster and. Uh, yeah, okay, it might not have the jumps and crests, but it has the commitment. And uh, yeah, it was it was good to to go there. Obviously, we're going to Estonia later in the year and Finland, so to have these speeds and this commitment to to rely on is is quite good going forward. And to know that we're there thereabouts. And up next via is um, the next ERC round in in Sweden. Um, what's what's the preparation, or, or what what will you be able to do to prepare for that? It's quite a unique one. I think everyone thinks of Sweden going to the snow. Uh, it's hard to know what the the roads are like. Okay, we've been talking to some people, and I think they're more or less similar to Finland surface and let's say the character of the stages. But yeah, there's no onboards. There's no let's say past events that's really used these stages. Uh, Collins Crest is in the event, but it's in gravel, so there's not much point of looking at the Sweden's onboard from from February to. Try to see what the stages is like, but yeah, Reggie, like Latvia, Reggie is going to be seriously important, and uh, I think if we go with the same mentality going into Latvia, it'll be uh, it'll be a good start to go into Reggie with. And you mentioned onboards there, and and in Latvia, you were actually carrying the ERC cameras, which was great to to, to see as in action. Um, will there be an option for that in, in Sweden, or too early to say yet? No, I the the onboard camera actually stayed in the car from Latvia, so it's. Uh, it's going to be in for Sweden again, so hopefully we can do, show some more uh, high-speed clips. And uh, what do you call it? Obvious question I have to ask, especially with Kevin uh, being involved in the podcast. Did you get a chance to keep an eye on Donegal while you were away? <laughs> yeah, we were actually uh, watching some of the, most of the stages between the stages we were doing. Um, it's obviously great to follow the rallying back home, but hopefully one day or someday soon we'll get the chance to come back and do something because if Rally Ireland's going to take off it'll be a, a good step forward to do some mileage at home to to try to get the pace up again Absolutely and unfortunate for, for John there himself and David 
um, what do you call it, uh, had had issues with the car. Yeah, it was unfortunate, but the rally in general, I think, was a huge success, and it was great to see Callum take the win. He's tried for many years now, and he had the speed for a long time, but yeah, to get it all together and to, to finally get over the line was great to see, and uh, Noel as well, so no, it was uh, a lovely, a great weekend. Yeah, huge thanks to Josh again. Like that, you know, he's clocking up some from some air miles at the moment between all the different rounds of, of ERZ and WRC championships. So uh appreciate Josh taking the time to chat to us. He's only home for a few days before he heads off again. Um and then a few other friends of the podcast were competing as well. So John Armstrong uh was 18th overall and uh that Fiesta RC3 is looking absolutely fantastic. And again, he beat everybody else in his class. So, you know, great to see. And really, M Sport are making leaps and bounds with that car. And then we had uh, Eamon Kelly and Connor Mohan were competing as well. Top 25 result. Uh, and again, getting seat time, much, you know, valuable seat time, A, to help them with their junior WRC campaign this, this year. And then also in preparation for Rally Latvia next year. Uh, chance for them to see the stages and then another friend of the show we had Eva Raftery uh, was taking part as well and again Eva was in the top 10 of her class so in the junior ERC um, class so again another great result there and a chance for Eva to clock up some international mileage as well and get that bit of experience you know so like again MI Academy you know what 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 can we say that we haven't said already but it's just fantastic the support they're giving you know to their drivers and co-drivers and getting them out there to get the experience yeah because they also you know like um ronan um lurkin were out in uh san remo i was in san remo yeah. last weekend yeah. yeah as part of the fia rally star you know like you know we, I, I can't think of any more superlatives for my rally academy it's just every week you know it gets better and better and better and better and better and better and better <laughs> it's just yeah but you know no doubt we'll talk about it much much more again but anyway uh that's it for this week um that was season two episode 18. hopefully we'll back to full steer next week again and even more donegal stories that's the plan so until then next time take care speak soon and bye <laughs>